hyphenation still in full effect. If you've uh, listened to the previous episode, Marcus encouraged you to keep listening to this one. So now it's time for lighter subjects, something that is more in George's wheelhouse and definitely in Marcus and my wheelhouses. It's time for the 2020 year in sports. Yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Did I say 2020? 2021 year in sports. There's already an episode for 2020. Um, It came out in January. So you can go check that out. Um, Shout out to um, Dick Vitale, man. Keep fighting that good fight. I was really sad to to find out that you were sick and that you got to come back and everything. I was happy to see you. Oh, man, that was rough. Uh, Rough clip watching all that. That was the first thing that popped in my mind as soon as I said sports. So I just want to get that off my chest. Shout out Dickie V. So... We're going to jump around again, just like we did last time. Year in sports, for those of you who aren't familiar, we have topics as usual. The whole topic idea started way back when Hyphenation began, and Marcus showed up on episode 34 of Hyphenation and just made the topics even better because he actually put thought into it. And so now, um, whenever I get everybody together, we have a nice little list of topics to keep us on point, and we will see where things go. So... Howitzer, mm-hmm. what was your biggest sports surprise? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we, before we get into that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. this random, I want you guys to tell me on a scale of 1 to 10 how surprising this actually is. <laughs> so this this stat just floated into my timeline. Notre, Notre Dame quarterbacks have lost 23 straight starts in the NFL. The can you, that's just fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. But can you guys guess the last year that a Notre Dame quarterback has started and won an NFL game? George does probably it, can. Does it give you? Does it? Does it tell you who? Yeah. Was it Brady Quinn? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. So that's like what the hell? That's like twenty thirteen. Is it 2013? No. Is it 2013? He's been... Oh, I feel too 20, recent. It's too recent. 20, no. 2009? 2012. So you, oh, you're almost close. there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So the last time a Notre Dame quarterback has started and won a football game was week 13 of the 2012 season. I'm assuming that was Cleveland, right? Browns, Brady Quinn, yeah. Against the Panthers. Uh, wow. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how surprising it is. That's a one for me because I think Notre Dame is overrated and overinflated, and I don't fuck yes. with anything about that goddamn school. Yeah. <laughs> there we go, baby. All right. There you go. <laughs> wait, All right. Wait. I can tell you're drinking one already. <laughs> way to mount the episode, Cal. I love it. Hey, man. It's time to have some fun, boys. Um. Right. So, so, so George, you can go ahead and uh, what's your most surprising <laughs> moment, sir? Oh man. We'll do, I can't uh, have too much wine, but I'm gonna have a little bit more. Just I'm always I'm always the off the board guy with different things. I'll throw out a couple of honorable mentions. Um, UCLA going from the play-in all the way to the Final Four, mm-hmm. um, crazy impressive. In a almost the biggest surprise was that tournament being completed after you know it was completely canceled right. in 2020 and then in 21. It was moved solely to sites within Indiana, which was kind of cool because if you're a fan of basketball, you had uh, 
Hinkle Fieldhouse, the cathedral uh, on Butler University's campus that hosting NCAA tournament games again for the first time in like 40 plus years. Like that was cool. Um, so not just playing them in arenas, but kind of playing on campus. Purdue hosted games, Indiana University hosted games. So that was kind of cool. Um, and you got a fun tournament out of it. Gonzaga played, you know, Gonzaga upset UCLA uh, on, on a last second buzzer beater and ended up getting kind of housed by Baylor, which, you know, most people, if you asked who won the national championship, they would not tell you Baylor, but Baylor, indeed, national champions last year in basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm down to a coin. Uh, shout out to, uh, not necessarily a surprise, but glad that it happened. Um, NIL finally becoming um, something that college athletes can do. Also shout out to former Mountaineer Sean Alston for helping lead that charge mm-hmm. um, in, in, in that, uh, in getting... The, and the Supreme Court to side with uh, the student athletes there. <clears throat> Excuse me on that one. Absolutely. I'm gonna uh, and I'll get. This is a coin flip for me. And I'm gonna the uh, runner-up is Hideki Matsuyama winning the Masters. Uh, that was uh-huh. first Japanese-born player to win a golf major. Super cool moment for for him, uh, for the whole country of Japan, um, and and to win what is essentially golf's famous tournament. Um, still, like M- Milwaukee winning the NBA title. I, you know, I, we get, I know how good Giannis is. I know how good the, the P, the, you know, uh, Chris Middleton and the supporting cast, but for him to, 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 it's 2021 and for him to ride that very Gerbo, Gerboing like, um, no, I'm going to do it here with my group of guys as opposed to him going to Brooklyn or going to Miami or going to wherever the hell rumors thought that he might go, won a bleeping title in Milwaukee um, for the first time since the 70s. And I'm kind of a partisan for Wisconsin anyway. Um, that's still surprising to me. Also, because I thought Phoenix was going to win the title, because uh, I thought that Phoenix squad was loaded and young uh, and just super high flying. But um, that's even, yeah, in the way they did it and just like, oh, they're not going to be able to do it. It's No, they Milwaukee won the NBA championship uh, in a season where uh, the, the Nets were supposed to do it and LeBron was going to figure it out again in LA and all this stuff. And no, Milwaukee, That that's still... There are some other surprises, but that still like sticks out to me as as being a surprise. So I'm a, I'm gonna jump in here real quick because mm-hmm. if you've ever listened to an episode of Hyphenation, you know that there's been plenty of times, Beyonce, where I have cursed somebody out on my show because I didn't agree with something, and then or tell them they would be a failure or something like that, and then they went on to prove me wrong. So Giannis, I owe you an apology <laughs> because I feel like it was this very Jeez. episode earlier this year where I was saying I didn't fuck with Giannis or it was the NBA Finals preview uh, when it was yeah. the Heat and the Lakers. And I was talking about, I don't fuck with Giannis. Giannis is overrated, blah, blah, blah. I watched game six of the finals last year <laughs> and watched that man dominate yeah. four quarters, mm-hmm. triple double. 50 point. How many points do you have? Oh, 50, hit, yeah. 50. Right? Yeah, that's what I thought. Hit, yeah. hit the 50 mm-hmm. in the game clincher. This is after Kareem said they weren't going to win the finals, but then <laughs> Kareem sure was at every game after that, wasn't he? <laughs> Suddenly found his Milwaukee green all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, and he just he just told everybody to eat a dick. I'm going to win one for Milwaukee. And I apologize, Giannis. You did that, sir. You did that. <sighs> he's just walking around with a trophy in, in his backpack in Greece, like having right. kids walk up to a picture with it. Like, it's just so wholesome. Like, it's just <laughs> it's a just big so- old kid bringing the title back home, man. It, it, you, you love to see it. Marcus. 
So this is my most surprising, biggest surprise of 2021 for sports. Um, I'm actually going to go not... I want to go kind of a large scale. I'm actually surprised American playoffs kind of, for the most part, went off without a hitch. Um, you know, we... Like, the Super Bowl was... It wasn't the Super Bowl wasn't a hundred percent capacity, was it? It was, it was, but it was still like seventy percent capacity. There was a lot of people, more part. people in that field in that stadium than I thought there would be. And fully, fully, all fully vaccinated, and the league gave away their allotment of tickets to healthcare workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's so le- even though it was a home game for you know Tampa and the first time that a home teams played in the game it was uh wasn't like loaded with bucks fans but a lot of healthcare workers and people that already got the vaccine cuz we were about a month month and a half into that at that point right yeah and then when the nba finals happened like not, not even the finals the nba playoffs mm-hmm. like all those games were sold out mm-hmm. um and we got the in the nba finals we got like all the 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 4k HD fan shots, 8K HD fan shots of Suns fans being goofy as fuck on national TV. <laughs> um, you know, the you know, everyone just kind of fully <clears throat> appreciating the fan experience being important to professional sports. Um, for those that kind of go off without a hitch, I think was the most impressive kind of thing. Um, and it's it's kind of it's it does kind of suck that you know we, we came off of Thanksgiving um, and the new the new variant and now that's kind of like uh, now like kind of getting uh, I don't want to say super s- spreader event but I mean I think Thanksgiving kind of was that I think this, the Thanksgiving kind of was that and now you have Christmas and that maybe it as well. But in the in the, those summer months when we had you know kind of pro sports, obviously you know, like Chris Paul, it made people just may have forgotten. But Chris Paul tested positive, his status was questionable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you know he ended up making and ended up losing because ball tappers should not win. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, I know Colin appreciated that one. <laughs> that, that's pretty good, even though I, uh, I've, I've gotten over that too. <laughs> uh, no, that's what you say. That's what you say. But, but no, I think just, I think that is my biggest surprise, like the playoffs being able to be basically full capacity and not having much trouble so it's it's so funny in the in the pandemic those are brighter days in the summer so uh that was that was kind of my surprise that um we were able to kind of get those off without any problems so yeah it, it was very very nice to see um the playoffs go off with a, out a hitch after everything it took to even get sports back uh last year so my biggest surprise um i mentioned her uh last episode but it would be Simone having to step mm. out of the Simone Biles having to step out of the Olympics because everybody literally expected her to walk in and dominate. They were talking about not even scoring the girl because she was so good. And then she went there and then couldn't even compete and then ended up getting a, a bronze in the event that she was able to complete. And it, it was a surprise because one, we all expected her to go in and just sweep everything and take all the golds and, and get and get the overall um, get the team gold and everything. 
And then two, it was surprise. It wasn't. It wasn't because the reactions of sports fans around the world when she couldn't compete, it wasn't good enough when she said, "I I I have mental issues and I can't compete." Of course, for a lot of people, there was a lot of people questioning. Her, her heart, her dedication, just go out there and do it. It's no big deal. It's not like she, not to say that Carrie Strug's um, thing in 1996 isn't problematic looking back at it now, but it's not like she had a twisted ankle and just had to land one big move to win the thing. It was literally her, like she got lost doing her move in the air. That's highly dangerous. It's not, it's not new. I know it's not talked about a whole lot because it's never been on this national scale, the twisties, but as a gymnast, and I'm learning this since Leah is a gymnast, that when you're actually doing a, a, a big move, obviously you got to know what's going on. You have, you have to be able to, I mean, you can't watch the whole thing. You kind of have to go through the motions and know where to land and everything like that. It's the idea of going off of a vault, for example, and then not knowing how the F I'm going to land, that's insane to me. And the fact that she was able to step back it took a lot of bullshit criticism, yes, but then also, again, started more of that empowering not just women athletes, but athletes <clears throat> in general to really take care of their mental health, or as Marshawn Lynch would say, their chicken, and, you know, re- really think about what their mental health, how much they value their mental health in comparison to their physical health and their performance on at whatever sport they're at. So that was a big surprise that she couldn't compete but then also I was very surprised at the negative reaction, unfortunately, even though I shouldn't have been. And then also I was surprised at the movement that she helped start as far as mental health with athletes. I just read uh, Sean White this week as he's preparing to go to Beijing for the Olympics, kind of the same thing. He had a super uh, serious crash a couple years ago, like backcountry snowboarding and like mm-hmm. him seeing what Simone was talking about, like same kind of concept when you're coming up off of uh uh, uh, half pipe and snowboarding, uh, and the same thing where, you know, you're going, you know, 1400 degrees in the air, um, and that shit can kill you. So yeah, right. it's, it's kind of like understanding how yeah, I can't fathom doing it physically, let alone those people having to do it physically. And then like, what if I don't, you know, find my spot or see my place I'm supposed to land and everything. It's muscle so, memory. And then yeah. just lose that in midair. Oh my God, bro. No, no, mm-hmm. thanks. No, thanks, man. Um, so we'll pivot from biggest surprise to the most disappointing team of the year. And it could mm-hmm. be any team. It doesn't necessarily have to be your team. It's, it's going to be my team for me. It, and that would be the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, just because, oh, oh my God. Oh, speaking of surprises. This my God. John Gooden, I'm not surprised. Ooh, I'm not surprised. Now what? I oh, that, say, that part's I not right. surprising. I was right about Gruden. I sat on this <laughs> podcast and questioned giving him all that goddamn money and and, oh. and letting him have this long ass contract. And surprise, surprise, he 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 he's the one that gets takes the downfall for all these emails. Now, was there other emails? I'm sure there were, but for some reason, John Gruden was the fall guy. And one, it it that definitely impacted our season. We started out our season great. They they won their following game after he he resigned, and I was like, okay, things are okay, but we've never really truly recovered from the Henry Ruggs thing, uh, that tragic idiot, um, killing someone because he uh was drunk driving, early in the morning, um, 
and having to cut him and then it really severely severely hampering the Raiders chemistry and just injuries and of course going to Kansas City and jumping all over their logo uh when they're like on a four game winning streak after starting out the season rough that was a real good idea fellas i'm glad you won your last two games cleveland had like nine players on the field and y'all won yesterday but can we make the playoffs please and have Derek Carr as the starting quarterback maybe that would be good that's all i want no god and, Ke- and Kellen, let me rewind a little bit. Were you taking we credit? For pre- let me take a rewind a bit. Were you predicting that John Gruden had racist emails? <laughs> yes. Are you yes. are you taking credit for that? Go, go, go to the tape. I said he hates oh. black people. <laughs> can't, well, I can tell. Oh, all right. It's on episode want- uh, point seven. I just I- wanted to make sure that the public. No. Knew nah. that you were Negro Domus. Nah, man. <laughs> it was just, I didn't agree with the hiring. I didn't agree with the Del Rio firing personally. So, yeah, Jack Del Rio was a good fit there. Yeah. One bad year and he's gone. Sounds like an Al Davis move to me. Marcus. So, I'm actually going to answer two questions. Um, the most, my most disappointing team and my favorite team are the same team, the 2021 Washington Jayhawks slash Bullets slash Wizards. <laughs> These fuckers at one point were 11 and 5. Yeah, they were. <laughs> one of the best defenses in the East, uh-huh. number two in the East, and then Montreal and Coos. Bradley Bill decided to have the worst season of his career and and just fell off a fucking cliff. Mm. Um, mm. But those the first 16 games though, that was legit. And I'm obviously I'm I'm someone who's a big John Wall supporter. I, I remember, you know, his his the, the emergence of gang sign. I remember and those years were so much fun. And when they decided to trade for Kuz, KCP, and Trez, try to rebuild around Bill and not blow it up to start from scratch, to be very honest, I was not for that. Like, I, I wanted them to trade Bill to get assets to build back to, and to kind of start from scratch with, you know, picks, money, whatever. But then the season started. Oh, the season started. They were winless in the preseason. So they didn't win a single game in the preseason. And it was like there was no kind of enthusiasm. It was like they're kind of going through the motions. And then for the season to start and for them to, you know, it's it's one thing if they were kind of like playing bad teams or whatever. But they were playing good teams. They were playing great defense, which – this team hasn't had great defense and I don't know when and for them to kind of eke out those victories. And then also they had victories where they were like steamrolling too. So it was like you had the balance and none of it felt like a fluke. And that was the last time I felt that was on no, almost a little over a month ago, November 20th when we were number two in the East and, and uh, it was a game where we beat Miami 
to where KCP and Spencer Dinwiddie uh, were perfect in the fourth quarter from the field, and they came back and they beat the Heat. And now we're we're just now we're not that at all. Now, like we're like I think we're like sixth or seventh in the East now, or something like that. Um, where are we in the East right now? So currently, uh, we are. We're seven in the East. We're seventeen and sixteen, so that is a we went for eleven to five, and then we were six and eleven. So oh my god, Ooh, oh boy. we literally flipped. We were we were eleven and five and went Reverted six and to eleven. The so so yeah. So this team man, they are who we thought like, they were. Heartbreaker, you got the best of me. They are who we thought they were. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I mean, maybe they make the play in, you know, but they they definitely come back down to reality. Um, you know, they they played Philly last night. Joel Embiid is signing Sixers autographs and fucking. I was gonna say Verizon Center, but that's Still Verizon Center. Yeah, it's always Verizon. Yeah. So it's like MCI Center, baby. Yay. There we go. That's funny. But so, yeah. So it's like we have Sixer fans getting autographs, and there's like a sizable Sixer fans getting their autographs signed on our home floor. So now, now we're back in the dark time. So, you know, my, we, we, we tasted greatness, and then now we taste shit. So my favorite and my most disappointing team. There you go. Man, uh, I got a good, I got a good tie-in because uh, some of those guys have now been displaced. Uh, it is the Los Angeles Lakers, and I don't even, I don't like the Lakers. Um, we know. I, I, I can't. I, it's just, but like, at least want them to fucking be entertaining, and they're not even entertaining anymore. I got you know Mike texting Kellen and I at ten o'clock at night about oh Russ isn't playing, and I'm like, why do you care so much about this? But he's adopted the Lakers as his team this year, and they are just. You know, it's just it's just a disaster. When you got a guy they're calling White Mamba or whatever, White Kobe or whatever the hell, and he's like making game winning shots, you got a problem. Like that's that's when you know you got a problem. When Anthony Davis and with the number of MVPs combined on that roster, uh, it's just ridiculously underperforming. Um, I predicted on the HBS that I think they'll somehow manage to get it together and make the playoffs, but now I don't even know. So <laughs> it's just, it is a train. Um, I just told Matt, uh, my boy, Matt, that um, I thought if they can make it to all-star break and still be around 500 and then right? be healthy yeah. after that, then I mm-hmm. think they can make the playoffs without having to do play in. But you're absolutely right. It's anybody's guess. The biggest, like the NBA thing, and I'll let, I'll let you go, Marcus, is like this, we get sucked into these lies about people like, Kevin Love is one of them. So Kevin Love tears the shit up in Minnesota. And then like, oh, shocker, you know, he's like not. A Can we talk su- about the lie Kevin Love is, please? Super, you know, superstar. And like, I just, him, I just saw him the other day. Apparently he's still in Cleveland. He was like, oh, shit, Kevin Love's still there. Like, good. good oh, food. yeah. So, you know? so I will one. I but I got the same feelings about Anthony Davis, who, you know, tore shit up in New Orleans. That's great because it was New Orleans. And now I'm not saying he's not. A good player, but maybe he's not this, you know, guy we think he is. And the fact that he's getting hurt, you know, is a big part of that. But like, he's getting to Kevin Love territory real quick here about his what what his potential in this league is. So damn, damn. So damn. let's let's back up a little bit. So <laughs> Kevin, Kevin Love, 
all right, you know, he had to play behind LeBron. You know, there's Kyrie. Yeah, you know, he had to play behind the greatest (laughs) basketball player of all time and the greatest flat earther of all time. (laughs) And and he's playing in Cleveland, so it's it's like a a three-strike kind of combo there. Now, yes, he is not taking a buyout, which I actually fully support. Get that coin. They overpaid you. Don't let them underpay you right now. And I want John Wall to do the exact same thing. Fuck these buyouts. Let them let them, let them honor your fucking contract, man. <laughs> Fuck all that other shit. But I I do agree. If if I was not a Wizards fan, the answer would be the Lakers. And but actually, you know, I mean, I I used to fuck with Westbrook a lot. Then he came to the Wizards, and I don't fuck with him no more. Like these cotton candy ass triple doubles. You missed out, man. It was great. (laughs) Like twenty sixteen, Russ. I could watch him all day long. So perfectly fine with that. Sixteen, seventeen, Russ. I mean. So on Christmas night, you know, he had another triple double on four for twenty shooting, (laughs) And, and and. Four for 20 shooting now. And you would say, well, maybe Marcus, you know, he was taking a lot of jumpers, a lot of bricks, you know, because he can't shoot, which he can't. But he was in the paint. He was actually in the paint. He was like, I think he was like four for 15 or some shit, three for 15 or some shit. But he can't even attack the rim to get buckets anymore. And he's not like he's the he's like the only NBA player that if he has an open three, just assume it's gonna break. <laughs> just assume it's gonna fucking miss. Oh. So I'm so been... so and then when they traded him for when the Wizards traded him and got you know those pieces back and it worked for us, I was like, yes, thank God. But now it's like everyone's reverted reverted back to the mean so it's like uh, maybe they should just give the money to like you know the local homeless shelters that would have been a much better use of the money so 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 yeah the lakers are seven so they're 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 in the plate they're in the play-in technically seating but like even if they win their play-in game which I, I would say they would probably would, but you know the thing is, if they do that and they go against either the Suns or the Warriors first round, they're not making out of the first round. So um, they got to figure out a way how to get to at least the at least the fifth seed, get to the fifth seed, dodge them until the second. You, you have to play the Warriors or the Suns eventually. Dodge them in the first round. Hope and I I hope this doesn't happen, but. If I'm them, I'm banking on maybe Steph rolls an ankle, maybe Clay doesn't really come back true to form, or you know. But you have to delay it. The more you play, unfortunately, the more chance you have to get hurt. But they the, that that means they have to basically kick it in to where the it if they want to get like four to five C, they basically have to flip about four games to win, and. You know, I I don't I don't really see that happening. So, the the Lake Show gonna get smoked this year. So, so I I agree with George. Though they're they're pretty disappointing. The docu series is looking hotter than the team. Mm. Yeah. So, 
But I mean, like I said, LeBron's the greatest ever. But okay, um, <laughs> at least he has that going for him. He doesn't have Space Jam going for him. He doesn't have. He doesn't have. Bro, you got to hear the Just Blaze Kirk Franklin Kirk Franklin song though, man. That's right. Yeah. We win. Oh, that shit's fire, man. And the, I forget who's on that joy. There's a rapper on there too. He ain't bad. He ain't, he ain't one of the names I mess with normally, but he ain't bad. Um. Well, since Marcus already started us off, I'm just gonna jump into favorite team, um, quite quickly. And that would be my 2021 Chicago, 2021, 2022 Chicago Bulls, who just won again last tonight and are currently 21 and 10, despite taking a whole week off because of COVID. And and DeMar DeRozan dropping 35 points tonight and is apparently found the fountain of youth after being in San Antonio. And, they, and I was thinking he was a wash signing. Um, and then Zach Levine dropped 30. This team is fun. Um, we got Alex Caruso, a favorite of George Gerbos. We got Lonzo Ball, even though he apparently never does anything, but still gets COVID. Um, Jesus, there's a lot Christ. of it. bro. He, he no, literally, oh, there was a quote damn. last week, Marcus. Did you see it? We're like, hey, Lonzo, why don't you get COVID? Because everybody else was in protocols. He's like, I don't do much, man. I'll just be staying home and then go to the gym and come home. <laughs> and then, then Woes comes out two days, like forty eight hours ago. That he's in protocols. So that's the only reason I said that. That was a little harsh, but there there's reason for that. That was um, harsh. A, a lot of energy in uh, United Center for the first time since pre Derrick Rose's first injury, honestly, because after that first one, we all expected it to happen again multiple times, and it did. Um, I, I'm really enjoying watching the Bulls play so well. I'm hoping that they keep it up. Um, and I, I just really am happy with what, has been built and the money that was spent and the way this team's playing together. They seem to have a great time together on the court and it, it just seems to be working, man. I just hope they keep it up and uh, a playoff run would be great, man. I ain't expecting no championship, but second round, third round, maybe second round for sure. I'd be happy. No, I thought you guys were going to do Eastern conference finals at least. Um, I, I mean, the East is basically, well, it's, I think, at least semifinals because you have to go up against either Brooklyn or, or Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't Milwaukee, forget Miami. What, oh, fuck Miami. Um, Milwaukee <laughs> was on the ropes. They were on the ropes early in the season, but they rebounded. So I figured they would. Um, Championship hangover. So, so I mean, I said fuck Miami, but I, I mean, yeah, they're going to be there in the, in the semis, but I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to be better than Brooklyn Bulls or or the Bucks. So it's basically all three at this point. Oh, well, I would say if I mean it looks it looks like can we talk about that actually? What's that? And let me actually revert back one of my answers for biggest surprise. Can I think we're in a obviously we're in a really weird time with labor versus management in this country, especially with kind of uh, COVID, uh, people testing positive, PTO, people getting approved time off for this shit or not, whatever. Um, That's affecting millions of Americans right now. Mm -hmm. But this fucking guy, Kyrie Irving, in all his his flat earth bullshit, (laughs) 
Nappy Haitian. Is, I can't say that. This is act. This is actually one of the most important. I, I is it doesn't really feel like it. I don't think in the in the kind of public consciousness, but this flat Earth bullshitter, what he's doing on the side of labor versus management, to where he's held out this entire time. He said, I'm not getting vaccinated, but y'all bitches eventually going to play me. And what did these bitches do? They're going to fucking play him eventually. And I hate that it's him taking this kind of stance. But for someone who is, I'm pro-labor, it's amazing what this kind of story and what this kind of, how it's all playing out to where he's held out this entire time. They brought him back, and when he, if he doesn't play, they still have to pay his ass. Like, I really wish it was for a better person, for a better cause. But, um, the man started a mini insurrection at Barclays, man. It's it's fucking wild. That that was weird ass, yeah. Like, it's so weird that he's gonna get to play basketball, and then he and he just held out and he won. And it's it's that's my biggest surprise that labor actually beat management in 2021. So <laughs> so no, it's I really wish it was someone else with a better cause. But wow, I see your point there, Marcus. Um, Kyrie getting to play again, um, despite not wanting to get vaccinated, it felt a whole lot like when a cop's on trial for killing a black person. You just know what the outcome is going to be. So I'm not surprised um, by that at all. I I don't I don't well that's very far, Kellen. <laughs> but uh, I wouldn't nah, say that. Man. I, they, 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 come on, come on. They're no. not going to let Kyrie play. You really think they're going to be like, no, we're going to really take a stand and not let you play. We're trying to win a championship. Yeah. Like they were literally the best team in the East without him. And if COVID happened, if COVID, and that's the kind of thing. So with with the Omicron, whatever, however you pronounce it, let's just say Omicron. that happened. And let's say that happened like four or five months down the line. It didn't happen for now. And they still would have kept being the best team in the East. They wouldn't have caved. But because COVID forced them to cave, then they now have to go by his rules now. And I, I for one, did not see that coming. I, I don't did. think anyone did. did. You did? I had a crazy ass scenario that Mike uh, Osti and I talked about on the HBS where they would practice like in somewhere on Long Island, like outside of New York City limits so that they wouldn't he wouldn't be subject to the requirement because it wasn't within New York City. And then he would only play like road games in cities that didn't have a vaccine mandate, <laughs> but it would yeah, require that's... a lot of lo- logistical hurdles to get it to happen. <laughs> like that's that, like that's what they were kind of like floating around before. The Nets just said we're just not going to play him at all. Yeah. But then now it's like, well, COVID is still a thing, so we have to play him now. So Brooklyn Nets don't give a fuck if you're vaccinated or not. They only care about winning a championship. And if they can get Kyrie Irving on the court so they can win a championship, they're going to find a way to do it. They just needed more time, and that's exactly what they did, COVID or not. Um. It's so funny. I'm cynical in a lot of ways, but I don't know. I wasn't that cynical in this kind of case, which is pretty surprising. Um, but no, I hear you. I hear you. 
I hate to be the bearer, but <laughs> this wine's uh, pretty pretty strong here. Oh, uh, we can tell, Galen. We can tell. Oh, whatever. Um, okay, uh, George, mm. what is uh, your favorite team, sir? Um, honorable mention, uh, Phoenix. Hell of a run this year. Enjoyed Absolutely. watching. Um, quick shout out to Tampa Bay, back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Um, I think it was this last year too. Green Bay, man, pack, pack is back. They they are rolling. Um, third straight, 13 win season this year. I know a lot of people focused on the Super Bowl thing as well as I am, but also like you could you could be like a fan of one of these you know teams like Jacksonville or some shit, and you never win anything. So like you got to enjoy these regular season parts, even though sometimes they don't end with the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Lafleur. Uh, most 38 wins in his first three th- seasons. That's uh, tied with George Seifer for the record uh, for a coach in his first three seasons. Wins by a coach. Um, they've continued to find ways to do it. Shout out Rasul Douglas. Mountaineers making their names heard. Guy mm-hmm. bounced around on multiple practice squads. Arizona and Houston and somewhere else. And lands in Green Bay because they had a couple injuries to Kevin King and some guys. And he literally wins the game against Arizona. Uh, has had two pick sixes. Uh, this season, five interceptions, including three straight in games at Lambeau Field. The dude is um, just special right now, uh, and it's awesome to see it for a guy who we watched play in Morgantown. Um, but yeah, they are—they're they're rolling. We're just going to enjoy enjoy what we have here, and we'll see what happens when they get to the playoffs. And hopefully, it doesn't end up like last year. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so let's pivot from the favorite team. Only because my answer for this involves someone from a favorite team I already mentioned. Overrated player. George, you want to pick oh. it back up? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm going to be accused of uh, being too oh. soon on too soon on this, but... Uh, we'll I got see. some hot ass. All right, okay. Um, Trevor Lawrence. Jacksonville Jaguars um. quarterback. I don't know that whole situation. You can't. The whole situation is bad. I, I got a, I got a problem from the get go. Where in the draft in, you know, April of this year, uh, he's a generational talent. Like, nah, he's not a generational talent. He's this skinny, uh, little Miss Sunshine looking, uh, real <laughs> white kid uh, who you know played in a good offense and for a good coach, and they beat Alabama once in the national championship. Like, he don't have the national championship win. Uh, you probably don't think that you, you, he's probably still highly rated, but you don't think, oh, he's a generational talent, you know, generational talent. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, is he going to have, <clears throat> you know, have a terrible NFL career? No, but um, I don't think that he should have been. And Marcus is right. The situation is is obviously ridiculous with everything that happened with Urban Meyer and all that in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. But next guy that come in may be Jim Caldwell, who's got a lot of respect uh, in the league and helped uh, had some good winning season with the Colts. Uh, and maybe Doug Peterson, who won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia, but uh, I just, I just think he should not have been as highly. He's overrated to me because he shouldn't have been highly, <clears throat> excuse me, highly rated uh, as he was as this like transcendent guy in the first place. Okay. Um, when you've only a, a dumb top of the draft, him and then Zach Wilson, who's like twelve, uh, has that Benjamin Button thing going on, and he. Both both of them like the waste of draft picks. Jacksonville's going to be in, in line them and them or Detroit for the number one pick again, uh, and you've just basically wasted a season. Um, I'm not saying they shouldn't have picked Lawrence, but 
it's just it's bad mismanagement of of whatever they're trying to do. Uh, the Shad Khan and, and his uh, organization are trying to do down there. Nine touchdowns this season, fourteen interceptions. Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown since October. Oh. Um, last, Jesus Christ. last uh, one touch. Sorry, well, I got one touchdown. One uh, since Halloween. Since uh, their game on Halloween. So spooky hours. Um, yeah. It's just, and there's, you know, go look at the interception thing. There's plenty. Patrick Mahomes has 13 interceptions. Um, I think Lamar Jackson has 13 or 14. There are guys on that chart that are higher, but the other side of that is those dudes have um, 20 or 30 touchdowns, uh, and their teams are in position. Um, Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee quarterback, he's got 14 touchdowns and 14 interceptions, but Tennessee's in position to potentially win their division. So, um, even and without um, the guy that should have been the MVP this season for the tra- on the track he was going, Derrick Henry, and hopefully they'll get him back for the playoffs. But no, um, I I didn't like the hype on Trevor Lawrence going in. Just like, all right, like he played at Clemson, blah blah blah, you know, whatever. Um, these Alabama quarterbacks never get the hype, and then they come out and they kind of like perform. You know, like Jalen Hurts has kind of found himself now in his second year of Philadelphia. We're seeing what Mac Jones can do. Uh, in New England, and that may be obviously helpful with the byproduct of being in that system with Bill Belichick and everything. And you're seeing a little bit of stuff out of Tua Tungavailoa, but Miami's kind of got a decision to make because it'll be year three with him next season on what they want to do. All three of those guys are better than Trevor Lawrence at this point. So um, he's, in my mind, overrated. Um, Didn't Lawrence prolong, like, stay in college like two years in a row just because he didn't want to get drafted by certain teams? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think if if history taught us anything is if the Jaguar is gonna get you, they're gonna get you. So, you know. Jaguar's gonna get you. Jaguar's gonna get you. He could have came out and been a millionaire a couple of years early. So that's his fault. So, Kellen, I'll let you. I'll let you take this one, Kellen. I'm excited. This is good. Right, you're like so, bubbling. So, so my honorable mention for overrated player is LeBron James. That's that's asinine. <laughs> that is completely asinine. This fool does not give a shit anymore, yo. He changed his number. He made, I mean, he made Space Jam. He showed up to the Lakers with a horrible attitude. I don't think he wanted Russ on his team. He he plays half-ass basketball. He for I don't us, care. Alan. You can say lay Jim all you want. He he plays half-ass basketball. Has he pivoted to entertainment? I, Is he too much in the no, entertainment? No, he doesn't, Kelly. <laughs> he does so, Marcus. Did you like, watch the Christmas game? The LeBron game? that I'm watching this year is not the same LeBron I watched last year. He he is giving, and you can say it's regular season all you want. It's not the same effort. He's literally going through the fucking Sad. motions out there, and it drives me insane. He's not giving a shit right now, and he can get away with it He's, because the Lakers are ass. He's not as good. He's not as good as he is on defense anymore, but he still gives effort. Like, come on, like, this Kellen. This is a. This he's is the only a, reason they're in half these games. <laughs> this Kellen, this is a stinky take, Kellen. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I see it. Kellen. I see it. Kellen, come it's on. It's not now. the same as him taking plays off. I see him take whole quarters off, and I don't like it. He's in, he's about to be in year twenty, Kellen. I understand that. Anyway, I understand that. <laughs> Kellen, go on. I understand that, and he's had moments. He's won games. He's gotten people thrown out of the arena with like twenty seconds left in the game. 
But I mean, I, I don't I, even I, believe this take. No, man. I do believe this take, man. He, he's kind of pissing me off. There's been multiple times I've seen it. He, his attitude sucks this year. Would you have a good attitude on this team, Colin? Yes. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I, Colin. I would be privileged to, to play in the NBA. Live from an undisclosed location in a basement in New York City. It's me, Crank, ruler, well, mayor of Dimension X and the producer of the hottest new pod in that dimension or this one, The Shredhead Pod, starring the Blasian Batty, aka Google Chrome Dome, aka Ado Nobu Hagen, aka my best friend, Oroku Saki, aka The Shredder. And we've put aside our differences with the Ninja Turtles to be your weekly source of hot takes, sports, and entertainment news. Stay all the way and hear who Saki has named as his Cretan of the Week and find something valuable in the Shred Commendations. So we'll see you on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever your pods are cast. The Shredhead Pod is a member of the Hyphen Podcast Group. Okay, Callan. Who who's your most overrated athlete of twenty twenty one, Callan? Aaron Rodgers. Now that's <laughs> see, Callan, come on, Callan. You 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 followed up a terrible. Watch that game he played. You see how bad that was. <laughs> no, you know you know why. You know why. Because he he lied. Because he lied to people. I don't even care about that. Of course, of course he's gonna lie about it. Everybody lies about COVID. Every, what, Kellen? You are you put the wine down, Kellen. Everyone just no, not lying about COVID. Wait for the reason. That wasn't the no, reason. No, no. The, the real reason is I, I, the trade demands hurt my heart, man. So that's why. Get, <sighs> no, man. Why? Why does he got to leave? I'm not even a Packers fan. Why does he have to leave? To I in sat in the sports page, Marcus, with George and Nick and some other Packers fans when he started his first game. And he took him to Super Bowl in 2010, and he played all them years for them. And now he's gonna be like, "Fucking trade me!" Like, no, why are you being such a little I bitch? Just finish your career there. I think it's getting I'm better. Not even, I feel like it, I'm, I'm optimistic. Not even, I'm not even a Packers fan, but why would you want to waste your time with an organization that wasted your prime under Mike McCarthy? See, that's the yeah, the, that, that's the that's the rub. Why would you waste your time with an organization that refused to draft? receivers, running backs that would have helped your ass win early. All those years that he had to suffer behind shitty defenses after shitty defenses after shitty defenses. Like, this year they have it together. But this like the like the first good defensive team he's had in, what, like five seasons? Two years ago, good defensive team, but they kind of squandered that. Um, but otherwise, yeah, in five, in about five seasons, yeah, yeah. Mike Pettin leading those defenses, Dom Capers, it was bad. It ain't right, <clears throat> Kellen. You had an asinine answer and a followed up with an atrocious answer. Like I don't care. Jeez, you tombstone the podcast to hell, Kellen. Jesus Christ. LeBron one's closer to uh, to uh, actual truth. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna. I'm gonna back. He's in a Cowboys uniform. I'm gonna. I'm gonna back Kellen up here. Uh, not back Kellen up, but I'm gonna add some. Uh, I was some, like, what? No, I'm gonna add some color to it because I get these. 
uh, emails about um, random emails come to my work inbox. And I got this random email today and it's some sort of polling company. They're always trying to get you to do, you know, stories on, uh, hey, we have this data, blah, 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 you know, talk about it. And it's literally people that don't like LeBron James, why they don't like LeBron James. And they surveyed people uh, specifically. Um, survey of 2,200 NBA fans who were not LeBron James fans conducted from December 1st to December 20th. 33.6% uh, believe he's overrated, believe that he is not as good as he has given credit for. 23.4% don't like his political stances. That was number two. But overrated was, <laughs> overrated was 33.6. I, I will clarify that I feel like LeBron is overrated in this moment right now. I still think he's the greatest basketball player of all time. Well, at least you said that, Kellen. But God Bro, damn. I did a whole podcast saying he's better than Jordan. I can't walk that back. That was a stinky take, Kellen. All right. Jeez. All right. Wait and see. Marcus, you got you you more sneaky takes, Kellen. I thought I thought Trevor. Lawrence no, no, I don't. I think those are my hottest that. takes that I had, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah. uh, I got proof just, of Trevor Lawrence. Wait and see. <laughs> wait and see what happens. We ain't we ain't even the all star break yet. What this this fool gonna do something stupid? This fool gonna do something. <laughs> <laughs> for the night, this fool gonna do something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um, my I answer regret for, nothing So for my answer For most overrated athlete Which at this point I'm not even sure if he's even Medium rated Let alone highly rated But it's the cotton candy triple double machine Russell Westbrook Like these The triple doubles don't mean shit Him like screaming and yelling at the top of his lungs Don't mean shit anymore um, he can't hit layups like he can't hit open threes. He's like he can pass. He's a really good passer still. But get this guy the fuck out of here, man! Like, please trade him to Houston for John Wall. John Wall can at least you know the funny thing is so if you had John Wall conducting that offense and their defense, which their defense is fucking terrible, if you had him doing that. I think they will have a better chance. They will be better with John Wall than Russell Westbrook. I would say that flatly. And 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 John has not played a single second of NBA ball this season, or last. Well, no, he played last season, but mm-hmm. uh, this he hasn't played at all this season. And I I just think that the the woofing, the you know the getting the crowd hype. I think that that that's cool for a Tuesday night shitter, but on Christmas Day. <laughs> Yeah. On Christmas Day. Tuesday night shitter on TNT brought to you by Miller Life. On Christmas Day, Russell had more personal fouls than free than field goals made. He had five fouls and four fucking field goals. On 20 shots, he had four fucking field goals. He was minus 23 on the, the day Jesus was born. <laughs> I, I never want to hear about Russell Jesus. being good. <laughs> we just got to change. This is just people we don't like at this point. This isn't even overrated. No, I don't. I, I like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <Russell LeBron. laughs> Russell Westbrook's the right answer. I can't lie. Are you gonna, Russell Westbrook on, is the right George, answer. Are you going to argue, George, that Russell Westbrook is good at basketball? Uh, 
he's, he slipped. This he's not as good as he once was. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So. Yeah. He's he's good. Man. Westbrook is the right answer though. I think. I, I just wanted to bitch about LeBron and Aaron Rodgers for real, right and I did that. So. Oh my God. My podcast. All right. Five fouls before Mayfield. <laughs> That's crazy, right? <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. What the fuck I... are you picking up fouls on? Like what? <laughs> Charges? What is he even trying, trying to get rebounds over the back foul? Uh, yeah. Oh shit. Dumb ass reaching fouls and stuff like that. So. <laughs> Hold on, let, let me read the style on. Go ahead. Yeah, I kind of want to hear it. Yeah. Like, so he, so four for twenty, obviously. But uh, from three, he was zero for three. Okay. Go figure. He played thirty. He played thirty-seven minutes. So he he played thirty-seven minutes as hard as he could. Um, shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the best thing he did was he, he had. I mean, he had eleven assists. He had twelve rebounds. He was five from six from the free throw, and that that's he had. Three turnovers, which I mean, if you play thirty-seven minutes, three turnovers, okay. But he had, oh my god, this negative twenty-three. He's like negative Michael Jordan. Like this shit is ugly. This guy is just fucking ugly, man. Get this guy out of here. Yeah, Westbrook is the correct answer. His PER is one hundred and fourth in the league. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Can someone say MVP? Oh my god, I was not expecting to see that. Holy mm. fuck. Wow. Jesus. Wow. Dang, Russ. Why not? How about just why? <laughs> why, Russ? Why? Oh my god. Oh man. Well, since uh. I just brought up his shoe, I guess we should talk about a sneakerhead memory. Now, I threw this in here because I wanted to talk sneakers with you. Um, I was planning on doing that, and I figured we could just talk a little bit about sneakers and break up the sports monotony with that. So, Marcus, show Mad Love Robinson any sneakerhead memory that you have. It can be yesterday. It can be 14 years ago. What do you have for us? Well, speaking of fucking 14 years ago, which I think that math is actually fairly accurate so in 1998 i believe it was oh well i was actually speaking of negative 23 so 23 years ago the jordan 13 release i'm pretty sure it was 19 it was it was 97 98 basically it was 97 98 yes the last season so yeah so the Jordan 13s came out, and one of the models to come out was the Jordan, was the low version, which was navy blue and black. And ever since 97, I wanted this pair. Mm. And I, I never got it when it retroed. I, um, it actually retroed twice. I didn't get it the first time. I missed it the second time. I just got it this year so nice um so when it came out in 97 i'm pretty certain at the time it was the only it was a second jordan model to have a predominantly black and white oh sorry a predominantly black and blue colorway 
only the jo- only the Jordan one had a black and blue model. Um, there was a model of Jordan ten that was mostly white, mostly black, and a little bit of blue, for like an Orlando pack of the Jordan tens. Um, but the Jordan thirteen was a second black and blue model that came out. The Space Jam actually did not even release when the elevens originally came out. The Space Jams weren't available to to buy until the year 2000, 2001. Um, so I was able to cop that and um, 23 years in the making, I finally got it. And another memory is uh, obviously this year, unfortunately, uh, we had the passing of Virgil Abloh. Uh, he was yeah. a prominent uh, fashion designer from uh, Chicago. Uh, he got his bones uh, kind of kind of coming up a bit with Kanye as far as, um, you know, kind of developing his brand of fashion with uh, Pyrex, uh, Pyrex Vision and Off-White and his collaboration with Nike um, from 2017 until uh, this year. Um, a lot of his pieces were great. There's some Off-White shoes that he has Nike that I didn't like, but for the vast majority of it, the top of the line shit was I really fuck with really heavy. Uh, this year with Nike developed a 50 pack of Nike Dunks uh, that came out. No one knew how the release is going to be, but one random day while I was on a phone call, I was on a work call, on a work phone call, I got the sneakers alert that um you can make a purchase for the one of the off white 50 dunks and what they they did was they didn't they didn't show you what dunk to buy they basically if you got picked to select to, to actually be available to buy it when you bought it whenever you make a purchase on sneakers they show you the got them sign with the shoe but they just showed the shoe box and so i ordered it. i had no clue what fucking shoe i was going to get oh, damn. Mm. so yeah so and actually no one knew so if you were lucky enough to, to be able to buy it, you didn't know what you were going to get. Mystery box. For me, I got, yeah, it was a mystery box. Yeah. So I got number 16. Oh, out of nice. And um, it's like, I don't know if you can really tell, but like it's, it's, it's off white. It's like an eggshell white, mm-hmm. um, like a soft gray. It's like um, the suede on is kind of like a, a rough uh, kind of patchy suede, but it's like, super soft the quality of this shoe was like super great um i was i'm not gonna lie if i didn't like this shoe i was gonna sell it when it came out um but when i got it i opened it i love this shoe um i i already worn it um i don't for me personally i unless like there's like some like super financial kind of thing i'm trying to do like i really don't like selling my shoes honestly um Unless I don't like it, I don't know where I'll I'll sell it. So I did like a purge this summer for some, but um, but for that one, when I got, I saw it. I loved that. I knew I wasn't going to sell it. Um, Virgil passed away. Um, it was a little bit after, a little bit before Thanksgiving. Um, so you know, obviously now his 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 sneakers and fashion pieces are super coveted. Um, he had a collaboration with Louis Vuitton for Louis Vuitton Air Force One. Um, it was about three Louis Vuitton Air Force Ones or two or three. 
Um, those are probably going to come out next year. There's no fucking way I'm going to get those. But, <laughs> um, but uh, there were some other kind of Jordans that he put out but that if I wanted to pay like $700 for, <laughs> which I don't want to, uh, that's like, that's a, uh, that's a Disney vacation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for sure. Um, so, yeah, but um, I think that that moment of being able to cop a coveted pair, especially with the shitty reputation that sneakers has, I've never been able to cop a lot of coveted pairs off sneakers, especially because they pivoted to the drawing system. Um, but this one was like the kind of the most coveted pair I was able, ever able to get off sneakers. So uh, that was a great moment this year for my sneakerhead for this year. Um, and last and. And lastly, just because I, I wore these shoes this weekend when I saw uh, Matrix, South Beach. Yes. 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 Yes, sir. South Beach. And, like, and the funny thing is, so they weren't even really super coveted, which is super strange. Like, they kind of came and went. And I don't really don't know why. Like, I love my pair. Like, they're, the quality is actually super good on these. The leather is good. The new looks good. Um, they're actually super comfortable. Um, so I'm not sure why I kind of came and went, but uh I, I was really happy when my South Beach came in the mail. So so yeah, so 2021 was a pretty good sneaker year for the kid, I would definitely say. Uh absolutely. Absolutely. George, what is your sneakerhead story there, sir? Man, so I, I got uh Two new pairs this year. Um, I wanted the, had my eye on for a long time, the LeBron 16s and the hot lava. I love any of those lava, as you guys know, South Beach lava style colorways, but specifically <clears throat> that lava. Um, Andre Agassi, who's my favorite tennis player growing up. Uh, Same. In the 90s. Um, and so I was like, man, I got to, the Air Techs, like getting those at some point, like would be fun, but those are like $250 shoes, I think at this point. Um, but the, the LeBron 16s in that colorway. So that's a super nice shoe. Loved it. Got it from flight club. Um, really good. And some people are hit or miss. Uh, I like, um, I like vapor max. I find them to be super comfortable. I think you can, I like the, I like how the colorways kind of change up and the styles change up. Um, literally busted. I had, um, a pair of the, the was punch was the color kind of like a lightish pink, but it was like a canvas or kind of a sw- um, beige looking shoe. And I wore them to South Carolina to the golf the PGA championship and like busted, I busted in one of the air bubbles, you know, finally, but oh, no. after Dang. like two years and I'm like, ah, okay, yeah. I was like, I need another pair of Vapor Maxes now. So I got uh, on Merc- Mercari, which isn't a bad place to look for stuff. Um, brand new, good price. Uh, I think they were the 2019s and it's kind of like this moon, looking blue and like silvery uh colorway really really cool um and i i like i like wearing them as like an everyday summer shooting pretty much coordinate with anything so yeah um super excited about those i need to get another pair of jordan ones uh this um jordan ones this next year and i like they came out with um the i call <clears throat> they had a better name but i call them the recycled air force ones um with like <laughs> Just like the the sole was kind, of, you know, the whole shoe was recycled materials, but the sole would almost kind of looked like fruity pebbles a little bit because there was like little specks mm-hmm. of different color in there and yeah. everything. Uh, and like some people might think they were cheap looking, but I was like, oh, that's kind of different, you know. And wasn't just solely a white upper. 
uh, kind of mixed material, different uh, kind of gray, beigey color. I was like, okay. Um, so I'd like to. No, you can. So yeah, so well, there was there was two. Well, there was two two versions of it. Yeah. it was a mid and a high. Yeah. And um, you size twelve, right? Yeah, in the mid, I was probably looking. Um, well, the size twelve, you can. I think you can actually find these uh, okay. at, a, at a pretty decent clip. Um, mm-hmm. I would say for the mid. I saw them. Uh-huh. They were in stores like last, like late summer, I guess, mid to late summer is when I saw them in stores. So, I would say for for that, you can probably you should be able to. You may it may be about the one, well, one fifty for the mid. Yeah, that's not bad. Um, which I mean, the retail was like I think one, the retail for those are like one ten or one twenty ish. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but no, man, these are pretty cool, man. I think these these can go like with whatever. Um, so yeah, man. I think, I think, you know, I think I know next year. Um, I I I know I am gonna slow down for the for the spinning of my <laughs> shoes because I went kind of nuts this mm. year. But um, I think if you have kind of just maybe one or two moments of i just want to treat myself yeah oh, um yeah. if you have that so so yeah i think those are pretty chill now I'll, I'll keep an eye out to this yeah definitely kind of, i'm more apt to always pull the trigger in the summer because it's like i'll actually wear them then mm-hmm. you know like i got a hard time buying them in the winter for like oh i'm not gonna wear these now and get them you know crud so um definitely <laughs> especially like, in in west virginia west virginia so, yeah. yeah spring and summer definitely i hear that all right, <clears throat> so I have a sad story and I have a, a happy story. So we will start with the day that I decided I was going to pull the trigger on my first pair of Jordans. It mm-hmm. was uh, it was going to be a pair of Jordan 13s, the red and blacks. Um, and I found them on this website on the Internet. <laughs> It was not a credible website. They had it for like a hundred bucks. And I was like, yo, I'm gonna totally do this. I'm gonna totally buy these shoes. So it's like 2004. So gave him a hundred dollars and waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And finally, box came package. I was like, yo, this is it. This is it. Opened up the box, supposed to be a pair of size 13 red and black Jordan 13s in there. They were like maybe a size 6, 7 uh, Jordan 13 in there, and they were not well made, and the Jumpman logo was poorly constructed. And I got totally ripped off because I was an idiot. So that was my first attempt to buy Jordans. Now, I can't remember if I ended up with the Jordan 12 low like the blue, the navy blue and white first, or if I got these, but this the memory sticks in my head. I went to Hibbit Sports in Morgantown Mall, RIP, because they're no longer um, Hibbit Sports. And I was checking out their shoes, and they had an Air Jordan 13 low white metallic silver. I only say that because I'm looking at the shoe right now, and I put it in the chat so you guys can look at it. Um, and I saw those, and it was summertime, and I was like, Yo, those are Jordan 13s and they're all white. Mm-hmm. And of course, this is me at 2021 20, summertime. Like, I gotta have me a pair of all white shoes. Um, coming off of buying some 
reasonably priced Nikes, like in 2003, like from finish line with like, I believe it had a, a silver swoosh on and something. And I, I've worn those out. So I was like, I'm gonna give me, I'm gonna get me these. And so this was the very first pair of Jordans that I bought. And I wore these shoes very proudly for a while. Um, this is before I really knew how to take care of shoes because I'd only had a pair of questions before that. And the questions I did well with, but they were also my only pair of shoes when I went to college. So they eventually got beat up. And the highlight of having these shoes was when I got, an, I think it was a issue of Scratch magazine um, when that was still coming out. And it was like a sister magazine in Double XL, And Eminem was in it. And Eminem was wearing Jordan, and then he was wearing these shoes. And I was like, yo, me and Eminem totally got the same shoes. That's hella dope. <laughs> so that is how I got my first <laughs> pair of Jordans. And then my third pair of Jordans actually came from my friend um, Ed Brown, Big Easy. Um, he and Angel got me a pair of Jordan 14s, the black with the blue, um, the light blue on them for my birthday when I turned 22, um, which is very cool. So... But that is how I, I bought my first pair of Jordans, my, my very own money, um, at age 21. <laughs> was when I saw them in heaven and got the all whites. Nice. All right. I see the vision, man. I see the vision. Yeah, man. Yep. They, they, they were size, good to me. You say you're size 13? Uh, and, and those, I think I had to get a 13. I don't think I'd, I think the 12s are too tight on me. I'm normally a 12 or a 13. I tend to go with 13, though, um, if I'm ordering, just to make sure, because um, 12s can sometimes be sneaky and be too tight in the toe box. All right. So transitioning from a sneakerhead memory, we will go to our second to last category, which is the moment of the year. So I'm going to pick this one right back up and say honorable mention goes to when the WWE brought fans back for WrestleMania uh, this year in Tampa, uh, that was actually a, a big moment for me after uh, months and months and months of them being in the stadium with all the screens and stuff, being able to see the fans. And funny enough, it being delayed from starting because of rain because <laughs> they were in uh, Raymond James Stadium. Uh, but seeing the fans back and then getting to see the crowd's reaction to um, a, a very good night of wrestling in night one, and then a, another good night of wrestling in night two. It was a very exciting thing for me to see. So not quite a regular sports moment, but it was big for me. And then my moment of the year was Baylor stomping all over Gonzaga's ass in the national <laughs> championship game. Because all year long, you heard about Gonzaga's so good. They're undefeated. Blah, blah, blah. And then they showed up, and Baylor's like, not so fast, my friend. The quote uh, Lee Corso, who is aging right before our eyes. Um, Baylor handled their business and Gonzaga did not and there became your 2021 national champions and I was very hy hyped about that moment because you always like to see especially seeing some an undefeated team fall like that I mean it's no New England against the Giants but it was pretty damn good for me Marcus right. I mean I think the most impressive moment Anytime you drop 50 to win a championship, I mean, that's that's just elite. Not only that, you know, historical. He he got 50, 14, and, and five blocks. I mean, he shot 17 from 19 from the free throw Shots line when. Lights out at the line. He 
his entire career for free throw shooting has been, you know, relatively Abysmal. substandard. Um, it has to be honest. Game six of the finals, like it was, it was just one of those moments to where we we weren't alive to really see like Kareem in his prime. You know, we we saw we saw Jordan, we we saw LeBron, we've seen Kobe, um, we've seen Shaq. But this felt like one of the moments to where if you just look at finals performances, it, it especially for a closeout game, that has to be one of the, the best finals performances in the history of the NBA. And it's it wasn't even close, man. Well, the game was close until it really wasn't. Um, but, um, you know, and even kind of what George was kind of talking about earlier as, you know, Phoenix should have well. Phoenix was up two one in the series, uh, if mm-hmm. I remember right, and yep. um, they were. I I thought they were going to win the series before, um, and it's one of those things to where Giannis really submitted himself as one of the all time greats, and maybe maybe he's not top twenty yet, um, but maybe he's in that top thirty conversation. I think if you say he's top forty, I would say that's probably a given um if he has kind of another finals performance to where you know he he's closing out with fucking 50 man like you gotta you gotta really put it out there with the greats man you know it's it's one it was definitely one of those unicorn performances to where there's there's just no like and even even at college like like who if you look at all of the history of the pros like you know, winning championships by being that dominant, you know, it's especially with the last game of the season, you know, that that just really doesn't happen in that kind of way. So, um, you know, doing it on the biggest stage when it matters the absolute most, you know, that's that's God level type shit. So uh, Giannis game six for me. Great answer. I've got a couple of couple of runners up. Um, we mentioned Simone Biles. Shout out to Suni Lee, who saw that her teammate wasn't going to be competing in the Olympic uh, all-around gymnastics final and said, well, hell, I'll take the damn thing myself. Um, right. And uh, <laughs> won it um, from, uh, from the Hmong community in Minnesota that were so proud of her. And just a super cool uniquely American story to be like, yeah, you ain't heard of me till today, but uh, I'm gonna go here and win the gold, you know, <laughs> yep. uh, in, sure did. In, in the midst of all that and just crushed it. <clears throat> this, the number two, this would be my number one if my guy had won. Uh, and it's the entirety of the, the finale of the formula one season um, with between Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. I'm a Lewis guy. Uh, my buddy's a Max guy, so he was kind of happy. But the whole way they botched the end of that was just like ridiculous. This F one's kind of a niche thing. I just got into this year, but yeah, um, like ugh, it just pains me uh, the way they, like they didn't give him a fair. You know, if you're gonna if Max is gonna win, let him race it to the win, not Lewis being on old tires because you're interpreting the rules the way you want to. I got a whole that's a whole another podcast that wouldn't air on this network. Um, but my <laughs> moment of the year, you never know. <laughs> Content is king. That's true. Um, my moment of the year, I got to I got to be a part of this. Um, Charleston, uh, Kiowa Island, South Carolina. Phil Mickelson, the oldest uh, man, oldest person ever to win a PGA Championship, 
age 50, man. Oh, lefty, man, Phil, right? Lefty that was going, crazy. Lefty going out there, and it's just like, oh, okay. And, like, we are you know, we, we were out at the course. Uh, shout out to Brett and uh, everybody we were down there with. Uh, we were out at the course on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, and then we watched, you know, on Sunday from, from his house. And, like, oh, you see Phil. And, like, oh, okay, good. Hope he does well here today and everything. And he was – Two shots back after the first day. He led after the second day. He led on Saturday. And he's paired in the final round with Brooks Kepka, who, if you know who he is, is just a beefcake of a guy. <laughs> yeah, and is. just is out there crushing bombs. And 50-year-old Phil Mickelson is, like, loving it and, like, kind of caught, you know, classic Phil being, you know, cocky at the same, like, outdrives Brooks Kepka for the longest drive of the tournament on the 17th hole, um, 16th hole to, to you know, add that in his cap and just, just the celebration and, and being part of that. And to take, wasn't like, you know, he wanted over a pushover. Like Brooks Kepka is one of the most dominant performers in golf, very specifically when he plays at a major, um, two U S opens, he's, he's won, um, the PGA before. So, uh, for Phil to do it and to do it against the competition, he had to do it, uh, was pretty cool moment to see in sports and just like, you know, chalk up one for the old dudes. And that was pretty fun. Absolutely. We haven't talked a lot about baseball this year. Mm. Was was this season kind of what are you guys kind of thoughts or even if you didn't even watch baseball a lot this year, like what are you guys kind of thoughts about MLB this year? I caught a lot when I was at my dad's. Um, Atani <laughs> is mm-hmm. just yeah, just a, a beast, yeah. just a beast, man. And 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 I I don't know if it's. I don't want to say it's uh, too far from removed from my, my brain. I'm I'm glad. I'm so glad the Astros didn't win the championship. Yeah. Shout out to the Braves yes. um, for winning again for the first time since 96. Um, mm-hmm. No, no, 95, 95, 95 mm-hmm. 96 is when the Yankees beat them, even though they beat me, my Indians back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was good. Good to see Atlanta, especially again, almost like uh, your nationals. Um, they were a team that was struggling a lot over the season and midseason. It was like, wins. yeah, yeah um, you, you weren't, they weren't sure. And then they, they pushed and got into the playoffs and then they, they just caught fire, man. Um, and you love to see that about a baseball team. And it just goes to show that even though it's a very individual sport, it, when all the pieces fall together and you're just able to, uh, to bring it home like that, man, it's a, it's a very cool thing to see. So I almost put the Braves down for, um, one of my best moments, best honestly. Um, and like I said, Otani was just a lot of fun to watch for the Angels. Um, but I'm, I had a lot of fun watching baseball when I caught it. Um, and, I, and I was following um, following on social media and stuff like that. Yeah. So no, I was paying the, attention. Those are the highlights of the year, basically, because, yeah, you lose some of the I, – admittedly, I kind of liked the goofy things they did in the you know pandemic year with the playoff and everything like mm-hmm. that and just having more teams in. And they still might – change that but you got them you know now now you're at a lockout and it's probably going to drag past spring training so you know you might yeah you might not have baseball until uh, i guess may at this point which some people might like because then it's a shorter season again but then you (laughs) you you know you lose interest (laughs) and things like that um yeah i got this love-hate relationship with baseball you know it was the last uh cleveland flirted with being around there last season of them being the indians still haven't seen any like guardians hats in the store i can buy yet because i want a hat but uh and a t-shirt or something like that but uh yeah yeah it'll be uh 
They were, they were, I mean, them and I got to see, I got to see, I, I love going, I like going to baseball more in person than I do watching on television. Like I got to, yeah. my buddy. Yeah, I think, I think everyone buddy, thinks that. My buddy's that. a white, a White Sox fan. So we went to see White Sox and Indians in, uh, in Chicago and got to see uh, a game in, in Denver and see a game in at Shea State or at the City Field in New York. So, nice. um, you know, just got to, I like enjoying going to the games, but yeah, in terms of like storylines, it was, you know, Otani. Uh, and just how dominant he was, like Bryce Harper won the National League MVP. Like, you know, if I'd asked you, you know, pick somebody, you probably wouldn't have picked Bryce Harper. But Philadelphia was close to the playoffs, missed it. But Bryce Harper won the MVP. So who knows how good they'll be next year. But um, and the Red Sox went deep in the playoffs, which is pretty yeah. cool. I didn't yeah. I did not expect that. I mean, I knew they were having a good year, but I didn't expect them to go as far as they did. And they, they were they were in it to the last few games. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, I can't ask for much more than that. All right. Well, I believe this is the last question of the night, Kellen. And it is. I kind of, I did kind of set it up to actually kind of give my athlete of the year. And so we kind of talked a little bit, but this guy's just fucking creative player uh, on MLB the show. Um, just showing Otani, man. Like, it's, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> think he has one of the best swings I've ever seen in my life, man. Like, it's just. It it looks effortless, but it's so violent and it's so strong. <laughs> yes. That's so a great violent. Violent. Yeah. Like it's like I think like I think my, for me my favorite swings, Sheffield, um, and Sheffield and Griffey, and it, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> it just for Griffey it just looked it just looked like silk, I but like he was so strong. Too. Um. But it's just something about Tani, like this, this, and him, the pitching too, like it's, it's just kind of crazy what he has been able to do. And obviously it hasn't, you know, translated into wins. Well, you know, for the, the, the real shit, you know, when he wasn't pitching. (laughs) Yeah. So, so yeah, but I, I think that, um, I just think that his talent is is singular. Like, I don't, literally, like who, like the the pitching and the hitting. Like, who's gonna who's can, who can do that on his level? Like, it's just it's just kind of non-existence. Mm-hmm. So for me, like he he's my athlete of the year. Yeah, he, excuse me, he didn't win it at all. Um, obviously, but um, I I just think his talent is just really unmatched. Very nice, okay. George. Uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, you know, me in the niche sports. Um, I'll give a shout out to Nellie Corda, uh, who is the, um, number one women's golfer in the world from the United States. She won the women's PGA championship last year, uh, won the Olympic gold medal as well, had herself a hell of a year, uh, and is just like sensational. So if you're into women's sports or golf in general, check that out. Um, it's my guy. Uh, it's Novak Djokovic, man. Um, he, had such a controversial ass year on multiple levels <laughs> with like a lightly yeah like a not to all my athletes that i like have weird social positions um a like uh <laughs> uh you know didn't want to take a vaccine fine but then like add insult to injury that he then like put on a tournament in serbia last year um in the middle of the pandemic that like got him and his wife and like a bunch of people sick, you know, where they're playing like tennis exhibitions all around the country of Serbia. Um, 
So yeah. he had, yeah, and then also last year hit a ball right in the lady's throat at the U.S. Open and got defaulted. So comes back from all of that last Ooh. year, and this year was simply unbeatable in essentially every match. He won Australia. He won Wimbledon. He slayed the Dragon Beast Rafael Nadal at the French Open after being down two sets, and then Is that came an back. official nickname? The Dragon, yeah, the Dragon Beast <laughs> of Clay, uh, the Red Red Dragon Clay Beast Rafael Nadal. Um, in one of the more sensational tennis matches I've ever watched, uh, and uh, then beat Stefano Tsitsipas to win there. And he came all the way to the end of the line in New York at the U.S. Open and lost in the final to Daniel Medvedev uh, and just, like, exhausted, spent, lost in straight sets. But, you know, finishes the, you know, was kind of pursuing the slam the whole time. It's never... Um, it's Serena is the only one that I think Serena and Rod Laver, I think are the only people that have done it in a calendar year. So he was trying to do it in a calendar year um, and just uh, came short uh, once again, but just a sensational year of tennis and he was dominant and unbeatable essentially the entire year. So my guy, Novak Djokovic. Very cool. Very cool. So if if I say LeBron's my athlete of the year, y'all going to yell at me? Sheesh. Uh, it's, it's, unaccept, it's unacceptable. Uh, I know, I I know it's not, but um, my athlete of the year is Steph Curry. Um, hmm. I when when he got injured two seasons ago, I thought he would come back and be okay, but I really didn't expect him to be ever play at the same fun level that he was playing at pre Durant, hmm. and to see him find that in these last two seasons has really reaffirmed my love for Steph Curry. And ironically enough, as much as I hated on him at the time, my love of pre-Durant Warriors. Because, um, I mean, I was rooting for LeBron and Cleveland in the finals in 2015. Um, but that 2015-2016 Warriors team was something to see. Watching Steph that season was something to see. He was playing with so much passion he was unstoppable. Everything was falling. He was having so much fun. They were winning games. And after the book, after Durant left, after Clay got hurt, after the rebuilds, I was like, there's no way that they're like, I, I'm not going to see that anymore. And to see him regain that and then not only regain that, but the Warriors are still one of the most elite Back teams in the league West. again. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it's it, you love to see it personally, even as a Bulls fan. Um, but I'm used to the Bulls stinking, so there's that. So I'm I'm really happy for Steph. I can't wait till Clay gets back uh, here in January. I think is his target date. Um, I hope they yeah. only get better from there. But Steph is just a, a whole vibe, man. I, I love everything about that guy. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna get Nets Warriors finals. I'm here for it. So, and Kyrie can I, Kyrie will will play. Well, actually, well, oh, wait, they can't. Oh, he had to get vaccinated if if they're playing in uh, San Francisco, California. right? Yeah, yeah. San Fran, yeah. So. Oh, maybe he'll have to sit out. Poor Kyrie. How did we go through this without a Derrick Rose mention? He he um he he's he's had surgery. He's out for <laughs> eight weeks. Oh, he's on the Knicks, man. Seven weeks. Just, it's all over the Knicks, man. Listen, it's gotta got Kellen's gotta have the content for the uh, for the D Rose the D Rose are born. Reborn, reborn guys. He's, he's running. Yeah, yeah. man. 
I posted pictures of him and his family on Christmas. Did y'all see that? <laughs> Jesus. I'm glad that I'm not the only person that love, loves Derek like that, man. I, I appreciate that. There's a group content. out there. Yeah, there's a legit fan club uh, people out there. Yeah, he's not. He's never going to win a championship. He and I. I don't know, man. He's always going. He's always going to be a special spot in my heart, though. Mm. He's overrated though because he's injured. This is bullshit. Bullshit, Derek. Get out there on the court. The Knicks need you, bro. No one is immune. George, Marcus, thank you again for joining me. Oh, always a pleasure. Thanks for putting up with me really ranting about my overrated players because I just wanted to bitch about LeBron and Aaron Rodgers. And that that's about it, guys. So until next time, we need to do this more often than once a year. So hopefully in the new year, we will uh, get together again sometime to uh, talk things over. Marcus, I'll be seeing you soon from No Way Home, of course, and Rasslecast. Um, make sure you're good to yourself and each other, as Jerry Springer would say. Thank you for listening, everybody. And I say all that to say this. Thanks, y'all. This is a hyphen podcast production. Are you not entertained?